Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I have another theory. And again, it's not even on the table. It's not even well, like he's saying, like, let's examine this. No. These players are tuning out the coach. They're not heeding his words or instructions. But no, we. I've got this... For whatever reason, I've only worked with him for a little while. And we've had no results. Uh, I'm just, I'm convinced he's hoodwinked me that he's the guy for the long haul, even though everything I have to base that on happened before I showed up here. I think like yesterday where Jerry Dulac is talking about they believe in Kenny Pickett and meant Art Rooney. I mean, everything Dubas said about Sullivan there might as well have been said by somebody from FSG, one of the actual owners of the team. So it, it's a non-starter for them, so he has to so regurgitate why, so Kyle, or pair it. Kyle Dubas knows where the bread gets buttered here, and he's not just going to give his honest opinion if it happens to be different from what the team ownership's opinion of Mike That's Sullivan interesting. is. Do you disagree with that I don't, notion? I'm not sure. I I think I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I, hold on. Let me I clarify don't, this. I don't want to agree with that. Let me clarify this. I don't know what Kyle Dubas's actual genuine opinion on Sullivan is. We have to take him at face value. He might like Sullivan just as much as ownership does, but you definitely can't draw any firm conclusions based on how he answered that question. If you're just tuning in here at 3 o'clock, Kyle Dubas just addressed reporters about the state of the Penguins, and we are listening to it right now. Let's eavesdrop on some more. So I think that's a fair question and, and criticism. With regards to the players, I think it, it goes into the whole strategy of the group, which we'll evaluate more deeply come uh, the end of the end of the season, whenever that may be. Uh, Kyle, building off that, in regards to the power play, yep. are you satisfied with the work Todd Reardon's done kind of managing that, or is it more of a execution standpoint from the players? I think when you have a, an element of your organization that uh, is underperforming, I think it falls on everybody. It falls on me. Um, so, you know, the personnel, the accountability, you know, so, you know, I, I have my part in that. It's obviously not performed at near the level that any of us want it to and you can attribute you know how that impacts the you know I, I and I've had different people in our own staff like outline the the impact that not performing on the power play has had on our understanding so far um you know so I think number one if there's an issue in the organization and and you know regardless of who you want to attribute it to I think it in it has to start with me in terms of I have to investigate why and 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 I'm the one that should be accountable for it so I don't and, and I think everybody in that locker room um, is unhappy about where that uh, that is at so I don't I don't want to delve into you know individual coaches or players and and their plan the power play because in the end I, I have to uh, do everything I can to help them all get to that 
next level. And then obviously, I think no, there's no dancing around it. It hasn't been where we want to where, where we want it to to be at. That said, we have continued opportunity here to to rectify it, and, and that would be a, a, a real easy way for us to start to move in a more consistently uh, strong direction as a as a club here in the next couple of weeks. That's a that that's a that's a clever deflection by trying to take accountability for it. But what you didn't hear there about Reardon is the same praise that got lavished on Sullivan. The guy's dead man walking. He, he He's probably not going to get fired midseason. But in that answer, there's a guarantee that the guy, if things don't change, is going to be dealt his walking papers and will probably be the penguin scapegoat the same way that Matt Canada was for the Steelers this past season. There's she she asked Taylor has asked the question, are you satisfied with the job Todd Reardon has done? You can put it on the players and other people if you want, but like, there's nothing in that 90 second answer that is. It's easy to be the guy uh, who says who pulls supportive the, of the assistant coach. Yeah, but it's easy to pull the Mike Gundy criticize me. I'm a man. I'm 40. When you just signed a very rich contract to be the GM and you know you're not going anywhere, it's a very easy question Good to point. deflect. And Dubis is, I think, Dubis is accurate. I mean, he brought Eric Carlson here. I thought it was going to work just like he did. It hasn't. That was their big move. They unloaded a lot of the things that would be available to them to make their team better midseason. Yeah, those but the, assets were given up to get Carlson. But the nitty and it's gritty blown of, up, and that's on Dubis. But the nitty gritty of how does the power play run game to game, power well, play to right. power play is I, Todd Reardon and and Sullivan and Sullivan. But I mean, Re, that's Reardon's actual direct job. I agree. Uh, Kyle, have you to this point, or do you plan to? ask someone to waive a no trade or a no movement and how do you determine if you decide to move a player whether to do it now or to wait closer to the deadline to increase his value i i have not asked any player to waive a no move or no trade dave i think the the you're always having these conversations so in our case you know throughout the year it's been measuring what it's going to cost to bring players in and what the market is for for uh, acquiring players and at the same time as our as our standing has kind of remained level outside the playoff picture we've had more calls as i as i outlined uh, earlier so you know it's it's trying to it's it's a gigantic it's a, it's a gigantic game of poker really you're trying to read off of the other teams you know know what teams are interested in your players also know which which teams are interested in the other players that you're pursuing um, and react off of that. I mean, in the last several years, uh, in doing this, we've been buyers. Um, you know, in, in Toronto, in my first couple of years, we were sellers, like in the, in the biggest way. So, in going through those experiences, I think those, you know, and, and knowing the other GMs and the way that they operate and, and how they handle their business, that's what I lean on to serve me here. You know, we've got Doug Wilson uh, on our staff as well. Uh, he's got a great you know, deal of insight into. You know the the ebbs and flows of the marketplace. There's obviously two trades coming right out of the All Star break, and since then it's been stagnant. It's sort of the I feel the the way that it tends to tends to go. So it's always trying to evaluate where that's at. When it's players that have longer term on their contract, both acquiring them and potentially moving them, you're measuring is what you're paying now going to be more or less, or what you're receiving now going to be more or less than in the summer or at next year's trade deadline or the trade deadline after. So. I wish there was a more clear way to answer your question other other than to say there it's always fluid and evolving and, and it's up to me to stay on top of it and make sure that we're in a good spot uh, on on both sides of the marketplace. I don't expect him to ask he's not he 
Rossi already brought it up with a question. He's not going to ask, even just for bleeps and giggles, he's not even going to broach the issue with Malkin and Latang about their no-movement clause. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has the, the balls to do it. I don't even think he would have the authority to do it. Yeah, I, I think he'd be go- if he did do it, he'd be going around ownership or behind ownership's back. And that would it. be the one thing that would, I think, cross Crosby. We've got the comments he made to Rob about Gensel, about his commitment to wanting to have that trinity of players here until you know they're done going out on their terms here because of all they've accomplished. So Malkin or Latang would have to come to them, honestly. And I would that, be stunned by, well, by either one of those. Right, but that would have to mean that those guys had probably gone to Sid first and said, I'm this unhappy right now. And the other guys with no movement clauses are Gensel's got a limited one, so he doesn't even have to get permission for some teams. Carlson's got a yep. full no movement clause. Mm-hmm. Could you picture that? Hey, Eric, we just gave up all this to get you. I moved heaven and earth to make you a part of this team. 50 games in. He's you too, mind waving that no movement clause? He's too good, by the way. Um, well, if you could get some insane return for him and recoup some of those assets, fine. Insane but, return? How about just getting the salary off your books, Chris? Well, yeah, that too. I mean, yes, if you have that I'm not sure Gensel about insane return. Going. It's just... You've got, a, he's you've got a talented, an $11 million albatross right now because he doesn't fit into what you're doing, po- apparently. My point is he's a talented enough player that I'd be, I'd still be very concerned that I was trading away a guy, even with the salary coming off the books, uh, that would end up thriving elsewhere, and I would want to try to make it work here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Triple the clock out. The crowd is pleased because they put a whooping on the Panthers. Final score, 91-58. Wake wins a big ball game in the ACC standings and will break the tie for the fourth spot. And the Panthers fall down a rung on the ladder, but things happen, and they were all bad for the Panthers. Final score, the Deeks win at 91-58. The great Bill Hillgrove there with the call of an ass-kicking last night in Winston-Salem. Demon Deacons 91, Pitt Panthers 58. Uh, we will uh, get into this athletic story on the Pirates later this hour. Uh, we'll have Mike Florio in between, so stay tuned for that discussion. Uh, we've got some fun with fan audio, including what was not so fun last night oh. down in Wake Forest. By the way, did you got uh, maybe it's just my TV. 
Just a quick aside. It, I already here. know where this is going. The quality of picture down at Wake Forest, Donnie. Did you see that? It looked like it was in standard depth Hideous. last night on HD. It did look weird to me. The only thing I could come up with was, is it that their floor is so janky looking that it makes the picture quality look worse? It didn't look, look like an HD 4K 1080p It, it did look broadcast. like HD, though. Like, when they show a close cut of a player and you can't see the court, so it's just a like a shot on a player... It looked better, which led me to believe it had to be at least in part because of how weird their floor looks. All right, times. here is no capel last night on post game. He must have been in a foul mood. So instead, Gee, I can't imagine why. So instead, Tim O'Toole, their assistant coach, bit the bullet, and here's what he said about Pitt's blowout loss. This one was a rough one. We've got to kind of learn and move forward. When you're coming out on the road, when you look at the numbers, you know, alone, we didn't do any of the things you need to win, especially defensively. When they shoot 60 percent or 61 from the field and 50 from the three, it's going to be nearly impossible. And I, I did think one of the things in the first half, we didn't want to just settle for threes, and I think we took 17 out of our 30 attempts was from deep. And that kind of plays into their hands. What we want them to do is try to get to the second side, make them defend a little bit longer. And uh, I don't think we did that. And that kind of gave them a little bit more momentum. And that's why we were stuck. And then, uh, and then in the beginning of the second half, it just got away from us and, and we never got back. It just felt like a perfect storm, a perfect situation for them to lose. They had been so hot. Hinson was coming off a 41-point game, blistering hot from him. The guards were making shots low and uh, Carrington even even though he's not a good three-point shooter at all, under 30% from three, which is weird because when it comes off his hand, that actually looks like a good shot. Um, and Wake Forest doesn't lose at home. They're undefeated there in ACC play. So I thought they were kind of walking into a buzzsaw last night. What I didn't understand was Lenardi, who, like, can we get the guy, oh, more complaints. Can we get him a camera where it's not just like a selfie video? I saw where every it's like individual nose his hair. triple chin. And his, his nose hair. His piranha teeth and everything. I'm like, my goodness. It looked like we, a, I'm glad you brought him up because the video there was, it just, it's the least flattering angle imaginable. Right. And he's got his Lenardi. book behind him, and I'm like, who's going to read a book about Joe Lenardi's like, history in bracketology? Chapter 1, 2002's bracketology. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, I thought. Yeah, but he said must win last night for Pitt, wasn't. and I'm like, come on, it's not a Joe. Must. I think they were trying to gas up the game, but it's on ACC Network. It's not even like it's on ESPN where you're really trying to hard sell it. Yeah, Jay Billis and Dan Schulman aren't at this game last night. Um. I saw a story this morning. Pitt didn't even move in like most people's projections. It's just that was like not a, a must win. Now you got to handle your business, I think, against Clemson, and, and that's a tough out. But so, what's their record in ACC play now? Eight, eight and seven, seven. and if, wakes nine and six. If they win out, they're thirteen and seven in ACC play. And how many how many regular season wins would they have? Uh, they would Donnie, get, get to twenty two. They'd 22? be twenty two and. Uh, nine, nine, twenty-two and nine. Come on, They'll if make they it. go twenty-two and they're nine, in. they're in. Thirteen and seven would mean they'd have road wins at Duke, at Virginia, and at Clemson. That's a that's a tournament team. They'd have how many road games? Period. Do they have left? Clemson and BC. I think Vaughn Tech. I, I don't oh, that's know. a home game. That, that's no, a home, that's a home game. game. Uh, they have one more. They have Florida State or somebody. They have somebody other than Clemson on the road. BC, Clemson, and BC. Okay. Yeah, I thought they had another one. So if one. they beat those two teams on the road, that's eight road wins. No, there are not in. a lot they'll, of teams in, in America that have eight true road wins. That's a tournament team. They would be in Clemson, Duke, Virginia on the road would be enough, more than enough. I don't even think they'd be close to the Dayton games. If the that league happened. gets no love. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wake Forest is absolutely. Tournament, 68 teams make this thing. Team. If they're not one of the 68 best teams in the country, well, then every data point and number they use to justify their field is pointless. Right. Uh, I actually, I did just think, by the way, that they were running into a little bit of a buzzsaw, but 
if we're going to talk, if I can speak practically about the effort for one minute, I did think that they showed, and this is where I would put it on the coaching a little bit, you know, they had that annoying guy on Wake Forest who was also good. I give him credit. I don't, Hildreth, is that yeah. his name? They had him basically doing the old high school thing for the best team player on an opposing team where he just stood there and looked at him the whole time. Like, I'm not even, I'm face guarding you, denying you the ball. I did think Pitt for how many good guards they have and for how much we talk about those guys, and rightfully that they're really good and deserving of praise, they did not seem to have a defined plan of attack on how they were going to execute their offense. I get it. You make shots, your offense looks a lot better, and it's shots they've made this year. Did you get the sense, though, that Carrington low, up low early in the game, yes, but that Carrington, that there was really like a defined plan of how are we going to attack these guys? Because I didn't. I think that they're... I think they were not spooked, but I think that they didn't know how to react to Hinson being face-guarded. Their best player makes wild shots. I think it's easy when somebody doesn't need a clean look to make a basket for bad habits to seep in offensively because you're not relying on the perfect play for the guy to, to score. He'll score 41 and he'll shoot the ball from half court like he's Steph Curry or uh, Caitlin Clark. Um, I do think this, they need to have a little bit more of a defined sense on how they want to run I their agree. offense when he's not I, hitting 100% shots. I 100% agree. Now, this came up on the morning show, but then they got into the Steelers and the salary cap, and Zeiss wanted to make one thing perfectly clear to Crowley. And then we could probably put the pieces together. I was going to ask you, Doran, and, and you. Thank you. We keep, uh, what's your name again? Crowley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and clip that one, Kelly. What's the, what's Who the, am I working with today? Yeah, what's the, uh, what's the texter call you, Fatim? Man, people are really getting on Crowley saying he's added a little punch. He has. He definitely has. But how about that senior 844-346-1800. Donnie, are online at awaken180weightloss.com. By the way, Amanda even commented on Donnie's weight loss today. She goes, this guy, give him so much credit, not only the weight he lost, but on a play social media where people will just rip you to shreds. I know that firsthand. Donnie, comfortable posting pictures of himself topless. Shirtless he pics. A, he posted a topless picture. Shirtless pics are out there, she said. She said, look good. Wow. Is she trying to send an unsubtle message to you? Why do you think I'm seeing the personal trainer two times a week? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem to be taking yet. Thanks, Chris. I put in a demanding workout again. I was pushing that sled around at the end. I'm not saying it's because I haven't noticed any change in your physique. It's because you come in on days where you work out and act like you just like died, basically, and had to be resuscitated. I was better today. I didn't come close to throwing up. Were any of the girls in the gym laughing at you today? Yeah, they usually do. I kind of want to picture this firsthand. I, I imagine, like, so my sister-in-law played uh, volleyball, D1, so she's a very good athlete, and she does, like, one of those, like, boot camp places every morning. She's very driven to stay in just top physical condition. Congratulations on all her success. I imagine people like her standing around in the gym while he's just out there, like, sweating through four shirts, just howling with laughter. And it is, admittedly, a very funny vision. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. That's where we find Pro Football Talks Mike Florio who gave us the great nugget last week that he had heard from someone within the Kirk Cousins camp that the Steelers, they were targeting or looking at the Steelers as a team. 
that could be very interested in Cousins and could be making an offer. Then over the weekend, the long President's Day weekend, Jerry Dulac had a story in the Post-Gazette talking about how there's division inside Steelers headquarters on Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph and then added they're not interested in bringing an external starting quarterback into the fray. So let's get Mike's reaction to that right now. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you guys? What do you make of that story, Mike? I saw you wrote about it a little bit for PFT. I was surprised. I'm not surprised that there would be division between Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. I'm surprised by the idea that they've already slammed the door internally on possible upgrade when you've got a season with so many guys that will be available. A surprising number of names on that list. How could you not look at that list and say, damn, one of these guys is better than either of our current options? Mike, if we take them at face value that they have slammed the door on that, what do you think is driving that decision in light of what you just said could be out there? Or who do you think would be driving the decision to slam the door on it? Well, I don't take the the report at face value. I mean, look, who knows? Maybe they're being coy. Maybe they don't want to unreasonably set expectations before they decide who they want. The Steelers are the betting favorites to get Russell Wilson, which tells me somebody knows something, unless it's just a reflection of, of the betting trends. If, if, if it was impossible, if it wasn't happening, if they'd slammed the door, he wouldn't be the favorite to go to Pittsburgh. So, you know, if, if the only explanation I would have, if it is true, They've already come to their consensus. They've already made their decision that they're not going to dip their toe in that pool. I just I think that that's that's a, a foolish decision to make prematurely. You don't know what it's going to cost to get some of these guys. You don't know whether or not somebody would be willing to maybe take less to come play for you. Maybe they wanted to play for the Steelers their whole life. It's just, it's it's early. Next week is when a lot of stuff gets found out in Indianapolis when agents and teams get together and they tamper like crazy and nobody ever says anything about it. Mike, you uh, keep saying they, I think meaning the collective of the Steelers, Art Rooney, Mike Tomlin, their front office. I just want to bring something else to your attention. One of our producers, Harry Callis, asked Jerry Dulac today. He said, Jerry, are you convinced Mike Tomlin really wants Rudolph back after the multiple times he's buried him on the depth chart? To which Dulac replied, really good question. So it seems to me like the head coach, at least to one of the biggest insiders, is not sold on the idea of Rudolph. So to, back to Chris's question, isn't it logical to conclude that their quarterback decision might be most heavily influenced by what the owner wants in this situation? Well, we have said many times during this segment over the past few years that Art Rooney is in charge of everything and he doesn't feel compelled to pull the spotlight onto himself. He doesn't get credit or blame for the decisions that are made, but he's heavily involved. And a lot of owners are involved. It's just the way that it is. So is it as simple as we want to get full value out of this first round pick and look back what happened with Terry Bradshaw and how long it took for him to finally reach his potential. And maybe we're willing to give Kenny Pickett the same kind of time the same opportunity to get himself to what he's ultimately destined to become. And we're not going to be in the business of flushing these, these young quarterbacks 
like so many teams do, give up on him after one year, two years. There, maybe, maybe it's an institutional thing, no different than we're going to stick with a coach as long as we want and longer than anybody else because we're patient, we're stable, and this is what we do. I, I still think it's foolish, but I would, I would understand the reasoning because it's backed up by the history. What do people around the – I mean, do you talk to people around the league who look at the Steelers' approach, Mike, at times and, and kind of scratch their heads and say, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like, their patience has given way to complacency here. Do, do people around the league sort of ever comment on this offhandedly? No, no. And if anything, people with other teams kind of like the idea of an organization that is very slow to change. You know, it makes it easier for you to, to, to do your job when you're not worried that any one year could be the last year and look at how many owners out there will file fire a coach during his first season after his first season and not give people a full chance to, to really blossom into whatever they're going to be. So I haven't heard many reactions to that, but I think the reaction largely would be, damn, I wish my owner was that way. Mike Florio, pro football talk. Our guest here Wednesdays at three 30. All right, Mike, Quick game we're going to play. I have a quarterback. I'm going to name him. And just the team that pops into your head right away, the team that you think that guy will play for next season. Let's start with your guy, Kirk Cousins. Now, I want to be sure that we understand the limitations of this game. We're just playing a game here. I don't know what's going to happen. I still think it's going to be Minnesota, but if not Minnesota, it'll be Atlanta. It's a very limited game, Mike, so don't worry. We're not going to bring any of this back on you and, right. and, and hit you so with it later. So first blush there, you think he's back in Minnesota with the Vikings. Justin Fields. I don't think anybody else is going to pay him the kind of contract or offer him the kind of contract that's going to get him to leave, and I think at the end of the day, he stays in Minnesota. But it's not Minnesota. I think Atlanta. Okay, how about Fields? That's a great question, and I don't know. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. What are you going to get for Fields in a year where you've got all of these other veteran quarterbacks available in free agency? They may have to wait a while if they decide to move on from him. My, my choice, if I was in the Bears' brain trust, would be keep Fields. So the answer would be preferably Chicago. Bears. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Bucks. Bucks. But I'm intrigued. If they don't use the franchise tag on him, and Rick Stroud, who covers the Bucks for the Tampa Bay Times, said they're going to use it on Antoine Winfield Jr. If anybody, if they don't use the tag on him and don't sign him before the 11th when the legal tampering period starts, who knows? A lot of people missed out on him last year, and he signed for only $4 million. I, 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 I'm intrigued by where he could land, but I think the Bucks will be smart and get something done. Joe Flacco. Nowhere. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, maybe just like last year. Are you going to pull a Roger Clemens play? and just hang out and wait for a, an opportunity that looks sounds good? like? Uh, I always thought Brett Favre was going to do that. I always thought that there would be a year or two of Favre doing the Clemens thing where you just sit and you hang out and you wait for an opportunity to pop up and you just trust that it will. And for quarterbacks, it's, it's hard to, to envision and predict there's going to be a lot of injuries. But there because always are. Usually doesn't happen. This past year, it went crazy, though. And look how many guys had to be injured before his phone even rang. So I don't know that he's going to want to do the whole training camp, off-season workout. Nobody's going to let him be the starter. I think that, that it'll be nobody 
and he'll wait to see if there's a rash of injuries and an opportunity pops up and he, he joins somebody during the season. Russell Wilson. The Raiders. I think the Raiders. When, when all that stuff hit the fan late in the season and there was a lot of chatter and people talking on and off the record, I got the impression that Wilson was going to be willing to take the minimum salary, stick the Broncos for the rest of it because he's due to make $39 million fully guaranteed in 2024, and the ultimate spite move would be go to the Raiders. Tannehill. I don't know. I think Tannehill is going to be one of these delayed reactions. Let's see who didn't get the guy that they thought they were going to get, and then somebody may scramble to get him. I could see him as an option in Minnesota if Cousins surprisingly leaves. Atlanta, if they don't get the guy they're looking for. And, hey, Arthur Smith, who coached Tannehill well enough to become a head coach in his own right, how are you not pitching Ryan Tannehill as a better alternative than Kenny Pickett and and Mason Rudolph. How about business of football all-star Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. And, I mean, talk about Meathead. He had $11.25 million riding on not getting suspended. You give the Raiders a gift-wrapped ability to avoid paying you that money that was fully guaranteed. They're going to cut him. He's going to be available. And I think the question is this. I raised this the other day on our PFTPM podcast. He was at one point the highest-paid player in the NFL. Now, it didn't last very long. He was at $27.5 million, and then Kirk Cousins signed with the Vikings for $28. And it's amazing to think in just six years the market's nearly doubled the quarterback. But will he take whatever he can get like a Joe Flacco, or will he say, I don't need to go be the number three guy on somebody's depth chart if I'm not the starter? I'm just not going to play. Will he do a Roger Clemens thing? That's going to be interesting because it's rare that you see a guy that was paid like a high-end franchise quarterback just continue to cash whatever checks he can cash. Flacco is the aberration. Most guys who were ever at the top of the mountain, once the starting opportunities dry up, they tap out. And he's not going to be the starter somewhere. question is, is he willing to be a backup, or even a third string. Mike, any theory on the on who the little birdie is that told Chad Johnson that Russell Wilson will be with the Steelers next year? No, no, Peter yeah. King. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, good stuff. We'll talk again next week. Right. See ya. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.